0: Welcome to the Peak City Podcast, where your hosts Shane Reese, Nick Bryant,
1: Amber Keister, and I'm Heather
2: Taylor. And today on the podcast, Amber and I are talking with Daniel Barker, brewmaster and manager of Oakland Springs Brewery, which recently opened in the new Highline building in downtown Apex. But before we get started, I do want to remind our listeners this show is sponsored by Keller Williams Legacy in Beaver Creek. So to begin, Daniel, tell us your origin story. How did you get involved in making beer?
0: Um, I got involved in making beer whenever I lived in Chicago. So I just finished grad school and spent a lot of time sitting on my butt reading books and wanted to do something more practical. And that was kind of a hobby that a friend and I came up with. So we did the homebrewing thing and made beer in my kitchen. It was like a rental property. And I think maybe we caved in the stove because the pot was so heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then joined a homebrew club and helped start a homebrew club in Chicago that's still going over a decade later which is pretty cool. And then slowly got into it professionally. And then did you want to hear about the owner's origin story too?
1: Yeah, that'd be great, Daniel. And how you got
2: connected with them.
0: Yeah, definitely. So the owners all met each other. They all lived in the same neighborhood, which is Oakland Springs. So that's where we get the name of the brewery. Uh-huh. Um, so Oakland Springs in Fuquay. They all got together. One of the owners, John Blazewitz, had been homebrewing for, I think, decades. And he got his neighbors involved, and it started as a cool hangout thing for them, just brewing in a his shed. And then one day, they decided that they would just make a business out of it.
1: Yeah, a great way to hang out and make money at the same time, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all about community.
1: I'm glad you mentioned the location in Fuquay Verena, and I'm assuming you helped launch that location in 2018, and it's been going great. Why did you want to expand to Apex?
0: Yeah, so I'll backtrack because I realized I didn't answer the, the last tail end part of the last question. So I met up with them. They just got a recommendation through somebody else in the industry, my friend Josh, who at the time worked for Trophy. Two of the owners were going through the Wake Tech Brewing Program. They put themselves through it before opening the business once they decided to do that. So you have to do an internship as part of that program. So that's how they got to know some of the people that worked over at Trophy. And then they asked Josh for recommendations and then Josh hooked me up with them. And I interviewed with those guys and it was love at first sight with them. So and then um, as far as the other question, opening the new space, we've done a good job over the past four years of just growing in our own home environment and just doing slow growth there. And after everything that happened with COVID and after the four years that we've been through, I think we all felt poised to do something a little bit more in terms of wanting to push ourselves to accomplish something different. Apex seemed like a really good market that needed something downtown. There are other good breweries in the area, but the downtown area seemed to be pretty bustling. And we heard a lot of interest from different people that lived in Apex. A lot of different customers you know, mentioned it to us. It just seemed like a place that we could see ourselves growing more.
2: Yeah, well, people like to drink around here, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you can make a profession out of beer. I had no idea you could take classes at Wake Tech about how to run a brewery or start your own. That's pretty cool. Back to the questions at hand, Daniel. Not to make too tough of a question, but people around here have a lot of choices with beers. Even downtown Apex, we've got a couple other choices. So what makes Oakland Springs stand out?
0: From my perspective as a brewer, there's different ways you can look at it. Brewers will talk like brew talk, hot side, cold side. Hot side is the day that you brew the beer, you're basically making the substrate that's going to be fermented. And it's like a six hour process. So some brewers will really focus on what you would call like hot side operations. So that's, it's like some brewers will micro focus on a recipe and say, okay, well, I need to get this grains to be 5% or should it be 7% the brewing salts for the water need to be like this many grams of gypsum or this many grams of chloride or something like that. So you can really focus on hot side or you can micro focus on. Cold side and really care about your yeast. How much yeast are you pitching? Which yeast are you using? And we were talking before we started about using like Budweiser yeast versus our other lager yeast. You know, you can focus on those sorts of things. And then how I look at things personally that I think distinguishes us is I just think process is really important in general. So I don't really micro focus on recipe. And then we have standard processes for the cold side and fermentation. But I think that that's really what's important is just process. So What I mean by that is we have standard operating procedures that we stick to, and if they don't work, then we switch them up and we change things from that end. So we try to just stay really consistent with process. And the second thing that I would say about the process that's different is we give everything the time that it needs. So I think that there's about 50 different reasons on any given week that you might want to rush your process and that you may want to get the beer out quicker. Things are going wrong all the time, whether it might be like a missed shipment or something goes wrong with one beer and you might want to really push some other beer to get it out in advance. But we really make ourselves wait and make sure that everything has the time that it needs until we feel good about releasing it to the general public.
1: I saw that you had won the North Carolina Brewers Cup. For your Pilsner, now, I love a good Pilsner, so I would love for you to talk a little bit about that particular brew and maybe just what that award meant to you.
0: Yeah, definitely. That was super validating, and it's validating of our perspective of how we make beer, too, whenever I talk about process. Lagers are, if you talk to brewers, they're notoriously supposed to be the most difficult beers to make, and the reason for that is they're supposed to be kind of the simplest beers. And the simpler something is, the more obvious it is when something goes wrong, right? So if you think about like maybe being an artist or something and doing like minimalist things, if something's off, you know, or something's out of balance, it can be really obvious, right? And a Pilsner or any lager is going to be the same way because you're really just working with the base malt. So our base malt for our Pilsner is Wireman Pils. So we just chose what we think is the best quality available base malt. And it's 100% Weiermann pills. So that's what I mean about we don't micro focus on recipe. Pilsner just should be a Pilsner. We don't try to like innovate and do something crazy and throw three other grains in. We're just like, nope, we're going to keep with this one. And then we pick one yeast that's good. And then we pick two hops, but they're noble varieties that are commonly used in Pilsner. So it's tetanang and then middle fruit. And we just stick with those and we source them from good people and we make it the same way every time. And then we give it all the time that it needs to really become what it should be which is just a really simple beer that makes and that's what makes it enjoyable
1: you're making my mouth water to be quite honest (laughs) so um no that sounds delicious and i love what you're talking about consistency because that's so important running a small business is to maintain that consistency especially as you're expanding to a new location Mm -hmm. so i'm going to flip the script just a little bit you've been in the beer business for a while What's been the most challenging moment running a small business?
0: It's really hard to look at any one specific thing and say this was the most challenge. Sometimes, I mean, it kind of feels like you have challenges every single week and they all end up running together and feel just as frustrating as the week before sometimes, you know, but I guess COVID, you know, I think for a lot of people was really difficult. So adapting to COVID, especially the timing and the lifeline of our business I think we had finally gotten to a spot where we felt like we had a good baseline for sales the previous year. We kind of felt like we were getting our heads wrapped around what was and was not working for us and the people that were our clientele. And then all of a sudden, everything gets shut down and it changed the game and the script. Not completely, but it it did really throw a gigantic wrench into everything. And I think just picking that up and trying to make something good of it and find different ways to still grow during that period, that's been probably the most difficult kind of big term issue that we've had, you know, it's just adapting.
1: So how did you adapt? How did the business, did you do more outdoor seating? Did you do takeaway? I mean, what were some of the things that you did to adapt to that disruption in your business?
0: I think just like, the way we make beer, we adapted really slowly. <laughs> so I think we put a lot of thought in it. And then a lot of people started kind of canning immediately. We took a while to hit that point. But did we we did start increasing the package that we offered for people. So I don't think we did four packs prior. I think we started doing them during COVID because a lot of people just moved to having to-go options, you know, because people can't sit inside your bar and drink. So we did change that. To me, like a really significant difference is Fuquay is very events heavy, and they're really big on live music, things like that. So we had kind of made an identity for ourselves that was based around a specific clientele that wanted a specific set of events and things like that. And COVID kind of forced us to have to let go of that a little bit. And so our you saw our clientele change a little bit too, because we weren't having these big live music events. So it's kind of just trying to respond to it and watching who was still coming by and buying your beer whenever you didn't have the live music. And then yeah, it just changed our demographic completely, I think.
2: It really forces you to stretch yourself from a business perspective, right? Because you're you're sitting there, You as you said, you were getting your processes down. You guys had a thing going, mm-hmm. and then everything changed. And it's great that you were able to pivot and come out the other side still successful. So that's Yeah, fantastic. it's been
0: great. And it really helped from the get-go, just to shout out to our owners. It actually might be more anxiety-inducing if you're the owner, but it's very anxiety-inducing for employees, too, to say, oh, God, am I going to have a job in right. a month? Am I going to have a job in three months? and yeah, just to kind of give a shout out to them. They were very resolute from the beginning that they were not going to let this sink their business and they were going to do whatever it took to work through it. And that was definitely really helpful for me to keep things going and to stay motivated to see how kind of resolute they were and just, you know, we're going to stay afloat. We're not going to let this sink us. We're going to do this. So.
2: Yeah. Sometimes the worst things that happen in your business turn out to be the best things um, as far as bonding the people together or just seeing exactly what you're capable of. So in that regard, what's the best thing about running a brewery?
0: My favorite thing is I'm somebody who doesn't like monotony a lot and it's an upside and a downside, but you get to do so many different things. There's never a dull moment. And the things that go wrong one week that have to be addressed are different than the prior week. And (laughs) so it keeps you on your toes perpetually.
2: Because I think you were saying today, you were in Apex unexpectedly. You ended up coming to talk with us, but something else went on that...
0: Yeah, our delivery driver called out today, just wasn't feeling right. And so i made a delivery today and you just kind of, that's how every other day goes. Definitely learn all aspects of the business, right?
1: Running a small business. So it sounds like you've only been open weeks in downtown Apex. So I almost hesitate to ask this question, but what's next? I mean, what... Any other big plans?
0: We don't have any definite plans. I think we're just going to take a breather and regroup. And really, what's next is even though the business is open, now we're going to go through the process where we watch what people are responding to and we listen to what people are asking for because Apex is different from downtown Fuquay, which is different from even like five minutes from downtown Fuquay at the other tap room, you know? So I think we're going to go through this phase where we kind of assess, you know, for the decisions that were made, how are people responding and then how do we want to respond next? And I think that really defines part of who we are as a brewery too, is we have a lot of strong opinions about certain things, but we also really value our customers' insights and what they want and who we are as Oakland Springs is made up of both of those two things. So we're, we're eager and excited to learn what the second part of that is, you know?
2: That's cool. So you're. So it's not just like we've made a plan and we're plowing down the road. It's, it's we made a plan to open. Now we're going to take some feedback from people and see how we can best serve the community.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Beer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Beer and fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you have two locations in Fuquay, is that what you said, and then one here. And are those the only locations?
0: Yeah. So we have the Apex and then we have the original location is 2912 Main Street on the way to downtown Fuquay. And we have 505 Broad Street as well, uh, okay. which is the downtown Fuquay location.
2: Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And this question was not on our list, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about your events and that type of stuff. Do you intend to do that or are you doing that in Apex? And is there like an outdoor space or what what do the events look like in Apex?
0: Yeah. So I think it's hard to answer right now, but I think Dennis is our bar manager for Apex. And I think a lot of his intentions are, it's pretty close to what I was just discussing a little bit is he really wants to integrate the community into what we do and how we operate at that tap room. And I think that he wants to work with a lot of local businesses, so local restaurants for having food options, working with other businesses to kind of set up meetups at the brewery. I'm not quite sure how he's going to integrate all these things, but I do know that his general kind of philosophy or or his outlook on how he's approaching events, he wants to be very community oriented or centered. So we definitely will be doing live music and things like that. But I think that he's also trying to think about, okay, maybe we could have some local artists in to do like an art thing anything that integrates like personalities from the community, I think is his goal.
2: That's cool. I heard you mention food. Is he talking about bringing in food from some of the other restaurants downtown or food trucks or things like that? Yeah. So we want to
0: like work with the businesses that are already down there to make that more readily available to our customers. I'm not sure what that'll look like or how it plays out or how easy it'll be. But like, you know, for instance, on broad street, I think you can place an order for Neil's Mediterranean and get it brought over. Same thing on Main Street. So trying to think through a way to make food available to people so they don't have to go through too much effort.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. And this sounds like another opportunity to increase the amount of traffic and other places to eat good food in downtown Apex, which is always a good thing. So I'm going to ask an unscripted question as well, because I'm really curious, what is your favorite beer that you make?
0: I would say, hands down, it's the Pilsner that you asked about is, okay. our, is my favorite, but we make a lot of different lagers. So like right now, we did a Mexican lager for the first time and we used heirloom. It's called Bloody Butcher Corn is the name of the corn. And it just comes out really earthy in the beer. So it's really clean, but it's also kind of dirty. <laughs> so, <laughs> clean <and> like, dirty. <laughs> I'm taking... Taking that idea that I've been talking about simplicity and, and cleanness this whole time, but now like the Mexican lager is something that is just kind of, it takes that concept and adds that real nice earthiness from the corn that we use.
1: Yeah, that sounds really interesting. It's worth trying, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so last question, and where can folks find out about Oakland Springs online?
0: You can go to our website, oaklandsprings.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. We have separate accounts for the brewery, for the Broad Street Tap Room, and for the Apex Tap Room. So if you're looking specifically for things that are going on in Apex, I would definitely recommend, you know, just search OSB Apex on Instagram and you should be able to find out everything that we've got going on through that.
2: Awesome. Do you guys do any tours?
0: If some of the owners are hanging out in the tap room when you come by and you can convince them, then they've been known to give impromptu tours. Oh, see, yeah. there's
2: an insider tip for everyone who listened to the end. <laughs>
0: Ask, for yeah. Ask for
2: Chris. Ask for Chris. All right, Daniel. Well, thank you so much for spending a little time with us today. I know that it's probably difficult to schedule something mid-afternoon for you when who knows what could be going on in the business, right? But I'm glad it worked out today. And I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us.
0: Yeah, it was so much fun. Thanks. Thanks. <music>